Let's put our hands together and uh, chant together in respect for the Blessed One, our teacher. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tasa bhagavato Arahato Samma Sambudhasa. Uh, friends, I'm just going to give a very brief uh, introduction to set up the theme of this uh, day-long retreat. And then uh, we'll do a little uh, meditation practice before I give you a more uh, substantial morning Dhamma teaching. I have been uh, practicing as a Buddhist uh, monastic now for 10 years. And uh, during uh, the past uh, eight years, I've developed a kind of a specialty of looking at uh, emotion, human emotion, and uh, developing the uh, crosswalk in particular between uh, working with afflictive emotions and uh, the Buddha's teachings about the five khandhas, the five uh, uh, aggregates, form, feeling, perception, volitional formations, and consciousness. Uh, my retreat from last year, which you could uh, find on Dharma Seed, uh, developed that particular theme, uh, how to use the Buddha's teachings to analyze and uh, deconstruct our um, difficult emotional states in order to make them uh, break down and go away if they're difficult. And uh, using the same ideas to be able to, uh, to, to develop those uh, wholesome emotional uh, uh, equipment that we have, uh, which is uh, supportive and, uh, and uh, helps us uh, with our practice and with the development of wisdom. Uh, but uh, two years ago, or a year and a half ago, I happened to encounter an old friend of mine named Bhante Rahula, and we were uh, talking with uh, a student of mine who's a very uh, sincere student, but she had a repeated um, kind of uh, serious uh, difficulties with anger and uh, uh, losing her temper in spite of being a sincere practitioner and really making the effort, still repeatedly this uh, 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 temper uh, outburst, uh, strong emotion was getting the better of her, of her self-control. And so I asked um, my old friend Bhante Rahula for his advice about that. And his suggestion uh, helped to uh, turn my direction um, uh, substantially uh, towards the uh, three marks of existence. What he said is, if one is uh, developing uh, vipassana or developing mindfulness to a high degree, then it's uh, frequently possible to 
notice the arising of a difficult emotional state. Almost as soon as it comes up, uh, one can feel the uh, tension arising in the body, the tightening of the stomach, the hair standing up on the neck, or or whatever the physical manifestation might be. Uh, One can notice the uh, uh, intense uh, focus of attention on the object that's arousing our our, um, reactivity, Uh, and one can notice the uh, tendency of uh, proliferation, a certain kind of of, uh, thought process, and so forth. But what uh, Bhante said is, for just about all of us, uh, the uh, conscious awareness is too slow. By the time we're able to notice that we're angry. The anger is already there. It has already been aroused. The train is already pulling out of the station and starting to develop momentum. And then you have the the difficult uh, task of trying to stop a running locomotive that's going down the tracks of of your anger. Uh, And wouldn't it be better if that particular train didn't start at all? And, and Bhante suggested uh, that the uh, contemplation of non-self is uh, available as a kind of a, a preventive medicine, uh, a kind of a inoculation, so that if one has uh, been uh, developing the perception of non-self, making that a constant theme of awareness, uh, so that uh, the first thing that comes to mind, uh, whatever the situation is, to see this is not me, not mine, not myself, to take away the identification, then whatever the event is that in the old, in the past, used to trigger uh, the arising of anger, would no longer um, uh, pull the trigger. So. Whatever the unpleasant thing is, it doesn't find a target because there's no self. It just the arrow goes by and it doesn't hit. Uh, so that was his suggestion. And uh, then uh, just by coincidence, the same uh, spring, I had the opportunity to go back to West Virginia and visit Bhante Gunaratana, who is my teacher and Bhante Rahula's teacher, uh, a, a great uh, uh, Dhamma master at the Bhavana Society in West Virginia. And we were talking. He was uh, very generous in uh, giving uh, uh, time to uh, speak with us. And he uh, mentioned uh, his all-purpose medicine, the all-purpose inoculation against any kind of difficulty that is his uh, primary practice, is the contemplation of impermanence, or anicca. Uh, so that any kind of uh, difficult situation that might arouse or any situation that could uh, be uh, triggering towards an unwise uh, reaction, even um, good things that could happen that could trigger too much excitement or the arising of greed, as well as unpleasant things that might uh, trigger uh, resentment or anger and so forth, um, that if one is... 
uh, constantly got the theme of impermanence at the top of their awareness, then we see this too shall pass. And so we don't get too excited about either pleasant things or unpleasant things. Uh, and now I've got two-thirds of the three marks of existence. And in uh, thinking further about it, I thought back to my um, tenure uh, development I've done with uh, five kindas, and I realized that uh, for me, the strongest or easiest or most uh, natural uh, uh, theme or contemplation that I have been developing as a kind of a all-purpose inoculation against emotional reactivity is the awareness of uh, dukkha, or the uh, stress that arises whenever there's any kind of uh, clinging and identification. So if uh, something happens that's um, unpleasant, uh, my first reaction is, oh, the Blessed One was right, there is suffering. Mm -hmm. And so I don't get too excited, uh, surprised, or dismayed uh, when things happen that are difficult. And uh, likewise, uh, if something happens uh, which is uh, uh, a really good thing, especially, I guess, something, a, a, a good example of a dangerous good thing that can happen is uh, when one receives praise or uh, fame or something in that nature that could uh, tend to puff up the ego or something like that, that then uh, looking with the eye of uh, dukkha, we see that even something that feels really nice and pleasant, we see the danger there, that there is a sort of a dark cloud of uh, potential suffering behind those things that are, that are positive. And so uh, from uh, seeing that uh, 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 now the, the three marks of existence, uh, 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 impermanence, uh, stress, I'm going to use stress as the word, for, the English word for dukkha. <coughs> Impermanence, stress, and non-self is actually a kind of a one. It's one phenomenon that's uh, very uh, interlocking, like a gem with different facets. And it just so happened that these three individual teachers, uh, myself, my friend Bhante Rahula, and my teacher Bhante Gunaratana, are uh, typically having. <coughs> One of those facets is the starting point for their teachings, but it's it's really one thing that goes all together. Um, but it's a, a preventive medicine uh, to prevent the arising of uh, uh, um, uh, dysfunctional uh, uh, reactions to uh, our life events. And why is this so? Uh, now, I'm just briefly going to step over to the side of uh, Western uh, psychology and what we know about emotions. Uh, there's one um, school of uh, thinking which is exemplified by the uh, professor Antonio Damasio, a popular science writer who's also very well um, uh, credentialed as a neurologist and a study of the detailed study of, of how our thinking and uh, consciousness is manifested on the physical brain. And, and um, 
uh, Damasio was uh, suggesting that when there's a triggering event that causes an emotion, uh, that at a, a subconscious level, uh, something gets uh, started in the physical body uh, that starts the, the process of uh, responding appropriately to that thing, whether it's a threat or whether it's um, uh, something good that we want to uh, take. And, and that then uh, th- that uh, uh, subconscious process is very fast, so the bodily process is starting up very quickly. And then uh, the mind is, uh, uh, cognizes the changes in the body at approximately the same time that the mind is also cognizing uh, what this object is. So I may see um, uh, one of my uh, personal friends here in the audience and uh, a pleasant feeling has come up just for a, a second. And at the same time that pleasant feeling is in the body, then I'm, I'm recognizing my friend. And those two things get put together and it, I think that my friend is a, 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 pleasant, a pleasant object. Uh, so if that's the case, then uh, I don't really n- know whether or not my friend is my friend or my enemy until I read the signals that are coming up in, in the body. Uh, and other, other uh, scientists have criticized uh, Damasio's approach and says, no, 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 that's not really what's happening that really the first thing that's happening is what's called appraisal. Uh, which So there is a mental process that's available to consciousness where there's this initial appraisal of the object, whether the object is um, a threatening object or a friendly object. And based on that appraisal, then these bodily processes start up their reactions to something nasty or something nice. And it all then uh, can um, uh, get into a kind of a synergy that eventually results in the proliferation of wholesome and unwholesome uh, uh, reactivity to the things around us in our world. And uh, uh, the, uh, the idea that there is this initial thing that happens, this appraisal, this is what I'm interested in, in terms of developing the awareness or the perception of the three marks of existence. Because uh, it's like a learning process. Uh, If I get the habit of appraising the things that are coming at me in my life in terms, uh, in these terms of wisdom, then my reaction to them will be completely different than if I was uh, uh, just uh, responding to them in some way that was more uh, primitive or more uninformed or more um, uh, childish or more uh, neurotic or or something like that. Uh, So uh, the suggestion then is the reason why you can use uh, the contemplation of the three marks of existence as a kind of an inoculation 
are a preventative medicine is because you can uh, transform the way that you appraise the situations and the things that are coming at you in life. And you can appraise them in a way that the natural um, emotional reactivity will be um, completely different than what it was before. So that's a basic uh, uh, introduction to how I came to be teaching uh, this particular theme that I've set up for today. I've only been working with this contemplation for two years, uh, not ten years, mm -hmm. and so I think uh, I'm still interested in uh, uh, developing this theme more, and I very much will appreciate your questions and comments uh, through the question box, uh, and I, I might take a, a few um, a chance for a discussion later on, uh, because uh, it uh, helps me to uh, make this theme uh, useful to be able to hear from you a little bit in dialogue.